Yo, what up? What up? What up? This is Mids Only, episode 22. We're clocking in at 1.26 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There we go. Right in right in Match Vegas, the, yeah. aka the Queen City. I still have yet to find a queen, bro. Yeah, it's not in this city. Find a queen, huh? There's I got some out um, there, maybe. Yeah, you got to keep working, though. King. Yeah, for real, <laughs> yeah. for real, man. Hey, but soccer's got a goalie, right? Yeah, that's what I always say. Yeah, that's true. I'll just say goalie. <laughs> yeah, I'll just side though. I got my boy Kyle Waz with me. He's you're someone I look up to, bro. How old are I you? Twenty five. Twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. And like you're you're a few levels ahead of me, so I look up to you and I'm like, man, how can I be more like Kyle? I want to do the things that Kyle's doing. I like I want to be I want to be buying a multifamily, fixing it up, and renting it out. You got time. You're, yeah. you're young. You're what twenty? Twenty years old. Yeah. So yeah, you'll you'll probably be there before I did. I it, I don't know, man. If you if you're getting started now, you're you know you're get you're jumping into real estate. I'd say you're doing it just about the same time as me. So mm-hmm. if not, you're on the same pace. I like to think so. I like to think so. Yeah, because I, I mean, got licensed when I was 20. Yeah. So, so you, like, you didn't use it very much at first? Or I didn't, no. Because you still had another job? So so when I first started taking, like, the real, real estate class and everything, I was a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. So it was like I knew I wanted... Oh, jeez. That was way back. Yeah, way back. And... I knew I wanted to do more than just what I was going to school for, which was to be an engineer. Uh-huh. And I, I was like, you know what? It'd be cool if I was an engineer and I was just buying properties on the side. Yeah. Like, that was, like, my vision. So I'm like, why don't I just do do the test and t- take the class mm-hmm. and do what I got to do? So I was kind of doing it side by side. And then um, I ended up graduating from college, and then I was already like half a year into real estate. Mm-hmm. But I was like, all right, I'll do it part-time. And I was working the engineering job. And um, so how'd you get into that? Was that like- Engineering? Yeah. Um, was it like an internship? They brought you on board? Or like you just went out and looked for a job after you graduated? I was, I was initially just looking for jobs. Uh-huh. I uh, got like a quality engineer job, which was just like really boring, doing like work instructions, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like computer work or um, uh, a little bit, yeah, a lot of like Word and Excel stuff. Yeah, so just um, like sitting at a desk all day. Yeah, in front of a computer. That was my first engineering job. Mm-hmm. My my second one that I ended up working for like a year and a half, two years. Um, that was a defense contractor. So yep. like you know like BAE and a, a other gotcha. like Raytheon. It's like a smaller version of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They do a little bit of different stuff. But I actually got to like actually practice as an engineer. I was doing drawings, uh, work construction still, but I was also building, getting a little bit of hands-on like field work. Which, yeah, see, like which I feel cool. like when when people think of an engineer, that's what they envision. Yeah, like the hands-on yeah. building something. But it's not always like that. Yeah, you have yeah. to do a lot of the back end stuff. Like you yeah. gotta draw it up in CAD, mm-hmm. and then before it even comes to fruition. You but know? that was the fun part. I liked using like SolidWorks and CAD. Yep. Cause like you could literally take a blank space and make this microphone right here, you know. <laughs> See, I remember I took an architectural drawing class in high school. Yeah. With Mrs. Mrs. De Lorenzo, mm-hmm. she was so much fun, man. Side note, she's like educators. You have to, you have to engage the kids, and she mm-hmm. engaged the kids, and like I applaud her for doing so. But in that class, I remember we used AutoCAD, and that was my first experience ever using it. And I, we, it was uh, I worked on this 
one project, like the whole semester mm-hmm. of just designing this house in AutoCAD. And I had yeah. so much fun doing it. And at the end, it, was, it, kind of, it kind of looked a little wonky, man. It was like this big mansion. It was like just a big box. Yeah. But it had a bunch of different rooms. There was two stories. I went to town. Did on you the like kitchen, build man. the furniture? Yeah, yeah dude. Everything. Like I think I had a piano in it. Okay. Like it's fun, cool. man. Like using those programs is fun. Yeah. yeah so, so you can actually utilize it for stuff like that. Like say you're building a home. Some mm-hmm. people could like do the design in CAD space. Yep. And just say. Then give that, it to a builder. And, be and like, then, hey, yeah, I want it to kind of look like this. I want something like this. Yeah. So there's a lot of different utilizations for it, mm-hmm. which is cool. But um, yeah, since what past year i mean once i got my my property i kind of put the engineering on the back burner yeah no that's pretty recent how long ago did you close i closed in february okay yep so it's been like three or four months now mm-hmm. February, march april yeah and you've been working on it like day in day out I, like I what was. was it like when you got it it didn't feel real i didn't uh-huh. i didn't i was like wow i'm really like a, a homeowner of, yeah or a landlord you know i'm doing all this stuff like literally the first like the first month i had to tell a guy that he, he had to leave i'm yeah, like see, i've a, never i've never done this shit i'm like that's this a is tough this, conversation yeah. to have man. I'm, I'm like on the phone i'm like dude i'm about to go do this i'm about to go do this like my heart's racing but i like i go on <laughs> knock on the door and it's like it just you know it flows you gotta do what you gotta do yeah you know and like i know where i want to be so it's like mm-hmm. every Every step that I'm taking, I'm un- uncomfortable. As long as I'm taking another step, then I'm good. Absolutely. You know? You have to do things you don't want to do in this world. Yeah. You have to wake up and you have to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You have to eat the right foods. Got to better yourself all yeah, the time. Absolutely. As, yeah. as men in this world, that like what, what else can we do besides yeah. get better? Mm-hmm. You know? We're working hard all the time. Yeah. Sometimes too hard. Definitely. It, it's hard finding the work-life balance. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like... For the past like two or three months when I had that property, I was I was like down and out. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I yep. was like work. You're burning work, work. the wick at both yeah. ends. It was yeah, I was still doing engineering and that while I had the property. So it was like as soon as I was done working my nine to five and then I'd I'd go to the house immediately or, or like help help fix something or do this. Uh-huh. And there was just so much that needed to be done. So like in my head I had this huge checklist of stuff. And it's like I, one person can't do it. Yeah. You know? So it's like you, you got to like reach out to people. You got to coordinate. It's it's a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, okay, I need to take the step back. And that's why like things like entrepreneurship aren't necessarily for everyone. Because no. as an entrepreneur, you're balancing so many different things. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to manage all of them at once. Like some people perform better in systems that have been built by other people. They show up do excellent work inside that system mm-hmm. and leave. And yeah. that's great, man. We need people like that in order for our society to function. Yeah. And then there's other people that are system builders that they build the systems that people can come in and work in. Yeah. And it's 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 hard to figure out which one you are sometimes. It, it and I mean is. maybe maybe you can be both. Maybe when you're a young kid, you come in, you work in someone else's system. You learn how they structure that system. You learn how they build those systems. Mm-hmm. You exploit that system. Not necessarily exploit, but use it to your best advantage to better yourself. You make as it more efficient you for yourself. Yeah. And then you take the lessons you've learned from that, and then you go and build your own systems. Like mm-hmm. my case, for example, I've been in the hospitality industry since I was 16. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been in restaurants. Mm-hmm. 
I've, I see how pe- these restaurant owners have put their systems together mm. to operate those businesses. So when I go to launch my own thing eventually, maybe 20 years down the line, 30 years down the line, whatever, I'm going to see how, the way they did things and I'm going to put my own twist on it. Yeah. Like maybe I'm going to use a different POS system. Is that what you eventually want to do? Yeah, bro. Open your own restaurant? I, that is a dream of mine. Yeah. Big dream. That's awesome. I what, just, what would the name be? People have asked me this before. <laughs> I don't know, man. Don't I, don't yet. Know. I don't know. Maybe Vodka Steve's. Vodka Steve's. <laughs> no, I can't, bro. I can't. Classic. But like, yeah. Just as a young individual, you have to, you just have to be a sponge in mm-hmm. this world. You do. Take from everyone. Everyone that's willing to give you. That's why I enjoy this so much. I let people come in, come in on here and tell me their story mm-hmm. and the way that they've done things and the lessons they've learned in their life. And I just sit here and I listen and I get so much out of it every single time I talk to someone. Because yeah. everyone's got a different story and they have a million different experiences that they've been through that are mm-hmm. unique to them. Yeah. And I, like, when I come on here, I don't like to be the star. I want the guest to be the star. You know? Like I want. I'd say you do a good job with it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I try and focus on asking the right questions so people can tell their story. So someone else who, who if someone happens to listen, mm-hmm. they can get value from that too. Yeah, definitely. I almost want to do something like this, um, and try to bring on like other investors, mm. whether they're newbie investors or old investors, people with the experience in real estate and you know building wealth in real estate, and being able to you know kind of. Let them tell their story, learn from them, as well as showing everyone else what they've done. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I started getting into real estate when I was listening to those kind of podcasts. Mm-hmm. That was my main thing. I was listening to the Bigger Pockets, a lot of YouTubers, yep. and that that's where, you know, the wheels start turning. Absolutely, man. Like that's how I found my start in entrepreneurship is listening yeah. to other people that have been in the game, mm-hmm. tell their stories, their experiences, and you pick up on that. Yeah, and you realize that, like, oh. Maybe I don't need to work a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can spend my time in a different way. But like you were saying, I think a nine to five is really good for some people. Absolutely. Because I've you no- have to learn those yeah. things. And you I, have to put I have in the time. noticed like firsthand, like transitioning from the nine to five to like full time self employed. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have a set schedule. You're your own boss. You yeah. have to make sure you're actually doing stuff. Yeah, like if you wake like up at the, and you don't do anything, yeah, nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, if you're waking up at 11 or 12 every day, like, you're not going to be successful. You got to wake up, go to the gym, do what you need to do, and and get on with your day. Mm -hmm. But, like, you also don't get to shut it off, you know, at night. Because, like, being a realtor, you're you're always doing something, texting someone, sending an email. But, like, with a 9 to 5, you can literally, like, turn it off like a switch. Mm -hmm. It's like when you clock out, like, you stop thinking about it. Yeah. So you can go home and enjoy and relax. You can't really do that as an an entrepreneur because... Mm -hmm. It requires a different mindset, a different motivation, and you have to constantly be like that, I feel like, until you get to that top, that mm-hmm. top tier. And even when you get there. And even when you get there. But, like, when you get there, that's when the systems come into play. Yeah, like, it's the systems like, that you put in place. You have to have you. good systems in order to pass along to a virtual assistant or whoever it may be. Mm-hmm. In order to because you can't do everything, you have to outsource no. at some point. Yeah, at some point you can't do everything. Exactly. And there's that old saying: if you want something done right, do it yourself. Mm-hmm. But you have to be willing to outsource. You have to. Yeah. I'm not at that point yet. Neither am I, man. Yeah. But like, I can see where this thing goes. You know. Yeah. Definitely. Like on a long enough time scale. 
Mm-hmm. And it's it's tough because you want it now. Yeah. You, you always you feel do, like you it's to, like... Yeah. You have to trust the process, though, and put in the work day in and day out. Yeah. Like, for my case, like, I haven't closed a deal in real estate. I've only been licensed, what, four months? Mm-hmm. But I understand that I need to put in the work in order to get to the the next level so mm-hmm. I can be like guys like you, so I can be like Josh Wynn, so I can be like Andrew Whalen, so I can be like Jacob in the office, mm-hmm. like Case, bro. Like, yeah. you guys have put in the work. And I haven't yet. And that's still why putting I look in up work, to you. You know? I'm trying, it doesn't, it doesn't end. You know? You, yeah. you, you continue to put it in. Mm-hmm. You know? You just, you just show up. I want to I wanna go back to where... Because you're done with your engineering job now, correct? Correct. So I want to go back to, like, a few months ago when you were doing both. Like, how did you, how did you get through that transition phase and, like, blossom into this new career that you have now? Like, how do you, how did you get out so, and start the new career? Cause that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, okay, I need to leave the day job behind mm-hmm. so I can focus on the career. Yeah. Like, how do you get to that point? Do you just have to jump off that cliff? Is it a gradual process where you slowly mm. phase out one? I would say yes and no. So, so for me, it was interesting because I always knew that it was temporary. Mm-hmm. I knew I didn't want to do it forever. As in the nine to five. Same thing for me. And I, yeah. I know like, I, kn- I know real estate's always been my passion. And the reason I was working that job was to save the money for the property. Mm. Once, once I kind of did that, then I was, you know, off and rolling. But at the same time, it's never easy to leave it because it's stability. Exactly. But, That's the exact situation I'm in. But what made it easier for me was I was already doing all this stuff, like, Everyone, everyone already thought I was a full-time agent. <laughs> me too, man. Me yeah, too. Yeah. People come up to me, they're like, oh, I was yeah. a real estate thing going. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, it's great, man. It's great. Yeah. So so just posting. Like, I was uh-huh. posting while I was working a nine-to-five, and people were, were, would think, like, wow, he's, he's really doing his thing. And, you know, like, I was doing my thing because I was putting in the hours in order to, you know, portray that. And I was going to showings after my nine-to-five, doing follow-up after my nine-to-five. It's it's a, it's a lot of work to, to build up to that exit plan, but you want to have an exit plan in place because if you do, I mean, if you're someone who can perform with their backs against the wall, then, you know, just, just jump ship, leave it all together. See what happens. See, I've had that thought before mm-hmm. where like I can just, ju- I can just jump ship. I'm in a posi- position where I can jump ship if I have to, yeah. but I don't want to. I'm like almost attached to like, the hospitality industry in a way because I know long term I'm going to come back to it. I'm mm-hmm. going to be in that industry for the rest of my life. I understand that. Real Maybe, estate is a hospitality industry. Yeah, at the same, yeah, you are right with that. Like, I'm not going to be serving tables for the rest of my life mm-hmm. or slinging drinks for the rest of my life. But I understand that, like, that's a part of me. And I never, and like, I'm almost attached to it, man, because I have so much fun doing it. I mean, I it's, love, it's all right to do that. Yes. Too. I love talking to customers, man. Yeah. Because hospitality isn't necessarily a nine to five. Mm-hmm. You know, you could work that as a part time job and still have fun, still enjoy it, and still have plenty of time for real estate. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care what anyone says. I I feel like eighty to ninety percent of realtors are actually not that busy. You're probably right. They're not as busy as they perceive themselves to be. Mm-hmm. There is there's open space to be found in there. You can you can 
allocate four hours of a day to go work at at the bar one night. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to shut down your business. As long as you're busting your ass the next day, like it's all in how hard you work in the increment of time you work. If you get all your your follow up done and you just checked up off all your showings in a day, it's like okay, so now what do I do for the five remaining hours? It's only one o'clock or two o'clock. You know, mm-hmm. like there's days like that. Yeah. So if you have an opportunity like yours, you can just fill that time easy. Yeah. Um, but it's again, it's about balancing it. Like Because he, what I think I've been doing, I think I've been burning the wick at both ends. I'm yeah. giving too much time here and not enough over here. You gotta really time block yeah. yourself. Like that was a big thing for me too. Uh I was just kinda like thinking like, okay, I gotta do that, I gotta do that. But you gotta write your shit down. Like writing shit down is huge mm-hmm. like even even just like what you're thinking like may, maybe you don't want to be a realtor you know maybe maybe it's just off a whim or maybe you really don't like hospitality as much you're just kind of brainwashed because you've been there for so long yeah you, you, you don't you don't know you mm-hmm. just gotta actually time block and stick to that and work both sides in parallel until you start realizing which one like okay mm-hmm. i want to put all my energy into one bucket yeah because for me, I was I was putting a little bit of energy there, 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 there. But then I got to the point where, like, I was kind of cheating my way in here and just, like, not putting a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, That's kind of where I'm at. Because, like, Pete says, I feel like I'm at a point where, like, I kind of know enough to be dangerous. Yeah. I just need to put more effort into it, more time. You do. Yeah. There's a lot that you have to do when you're getting started. Um, when I was first, like, getting started in real estate, I was going to, like, the office still because... At that time, it was like around COVID time, so my college was online. Yeah. But like people started going into the office at Keller Williams where I was before. So like I was going there to the coaching classes, taking notes, learning what I had to learn, and still showing up. And like I was just doing CRM, like slamming mm-hmm. everyone I know into the CRM and put putting the contact info and setting up my my uh, email newsletters, mm-hmm. starting to do mailers. And that's just getting the word out. Yeah. Getting the word out. And that's what I was doing at first. And there's no instant gratification in this business whatsoever. Even, you know, as a realtor, as an investor, nothing like you get the gratification, like after three months doing a renovation, you know, like I didn't get mine until I moved in, which was this past week, Mm -hmm. but it's, there's no instant gratification. So you are going to feel like you're turning your wheels and turning your wheels but once like a couple things click, like, oh, that was good. Like you, you got to actually step back and like be grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause I think that's huge. Like me, I was like getting mentally drained because I wasn't like feeling like I was doing much. See, I talked to, um, Tony Graves, you know, Tony Graves. Yeah. I talked to awesome him at the dude. gym one time and he, he was talking about like when he first started is like, you have to go through that desert. Yeah. Like in the beginning, it's nothing. And like you're working so hard and you're like, is this even going to work out? Like, Mm -hmm. is this for me? And then all of a sudden it happens Mm -hmm. and like you you just start doing a ton of business and you're in and you're in. It'll start clicking eventually, but you got to stick to it. Yeah. And you know, like, I mean, I'm bought in. Yeah. I am bought in. Yeah. I'm I'm willing to see this through. It's not like, that's the way I do things. I'm like, I'm not just going to fucking start something and not finish it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not how I was raised. You you put effort into the things you're working on. Yeah. Whatever you do, you give your heart to it. Mm-hmm. You know? And I know you do. You, you yeah. show up to the classes. You do your thing. Yeah, too. I still it's, come into the office. Like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm bought in. I'm mm-hmm. bought in. 
I'm in that desert right now though. Yeah. And it's tough. And some I feel like I still am too. Uh-huh. Cuz like I'm not doing 30 deals a year, yeah. you know. Once I'm there, I might I might feel a little better, you know. Mhm. But you know, I'm just trying to do 10 or 15 deals a year yeah, for see, now. Cuz it's like, like I don't need to shoot there. I just need to keep keep doing what I'm doing right now and then maybe if I'm shooting for 10, it really turns into 20 or 30, mm-hmm. you know. Just because I know my work ethic is going to beat like ninety percent of other people mm-hmm. in my in my head, like nobody's gonna work harder than me. Yeah, I was working I th- three jobs at one point, and yet I still closed five deals last year, and like the average agent closes maybe seven or eight a year. Uh huh. So it's like that. That alone is like okay, I'm doing something right. So, so five deals with a third of your time. With a third of my time. If if even a third. Yeah, yeah. If even a third. Because you still have to take care of yourself at the and end it, of the day. Like, you have to do laundry. You have to go to the grocery store. Yeah. You have to do all that jazz. And I do a de- decent job taking care of myself. Uh-huh. Um, there's sometimes, you know, it's like you're working, 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 and then you lay down and you're like, wow, this is the first time I'm actually thinking. Right. That's, that's how it was for me when I was working on double time, basically. That's like me at the end of the weekend, bro. Like, when I get home Sunday night... Yeah. I'm just so drained. Well, those are long nights. Cause yeah, it's long nights, long mornings too. Cause yeah, I come cause you're doing I, doubles. Yeah, I do doubles, man. Good God. Like, dude. and I've just talked to so many people, and I've had so many conversations and so much stimulation. Mm-hmm. I just feel like my soul's left my body every Sunday evening, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, am I still alive? Yeah, I have to keep going. <laughs> Check the polls. <laughs> There's Monday tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> and then like this Memorial Day weekend, like I worked yesterday. Yeah. So like so maybe so maybe and then that's we roll the thing. into today here and I'm like okay, like I need to do stuff. Yeah, maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe you don't work the late night. Maybe you don't work a late night Sunday so that you can absolutely kill it on Monday. Mm. You know, set yourself up for success. Yeah. So it's like do what you need to do to like wake up the next day at a reasonable time. Yeah. And just knock out follow up, knock out mailers. Like you could be doing a million things right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to write them down because you're not gonna remember them. Cause like I feel like me when I go and I sit at my desk and I like know I have all these things to do, you get stuck in limbo because you're just thinking of all of them. Yeah, but you're not executing on one. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I feel that man. That's how that. it is. But it's uh, it's a grind regardless. Yeah, whatever you're doing, it always is. Mm-hmm. As men in this world, that's what we do. Yeah. Everyone's grinding. Yeah, <laughs> and I know you're grinding on the multifamily right now. I want to talk about some of the work you've done to it so, so what um, was, like what was it like when you started what was the like what was the shape of the building in it was and actually what have you done to fix it up it was actually in pretty good shape uh-huh compared to all the other multis that i'm seeing on market some of the off-market multis i've seen it's it was in good shape like realistically i could have left the unit that i renovated and made in cash flowed and been happy but mm-hmm. to me i wanted to make the most out of opportunity because i got the cheapest three family on the off market yeah because you got it off market correct yes you want to talk a little bit about how that happened yeah so um we'll come back to the renovations yeah no i'm I'm curious like how you actually we'll start we'll start from the beginning so like i was using batch leads which is like a, a software where you like look at you can see addresses and stuff and it'll show you their numbers if you skip trace the, the owners and mm-hmm. everything. So you can use that when you're driving, right? So I have it open. You know, I was driving like around the blocks in, in my area. And I was just like 
tapping on all the three families. Okay, I like that one. I like that one. Let's make a note of that, note of that. And then I was in the office the following day, and Josh was actually there, so he can attest to this. Um, I'm, I was just sitting there. I was doing a little bit of follow-up, and I told him, like, you know what? I'm just going to call someone because I, I like just doing it. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't like thinking about it because cold calling isn't always fun, but I do it anyways. But I'm like, I'm just going to call one of them. I called one. I'm like, hey, this is Kyle. And I wasn't salesy. I wasn't like, give me your house. It was more so I'm, I'm learning. Hey, I am looking to be a new investor and I'm looking to learn from other investors. So I approached it like that. Like a humble approach. Yeah, humble approach. And I told him, hey, I would just love to know like how your tenants are treating you, how the process is going. And at first she's like, I'm not telling you shit. I don't know you. And I was like, I was like, okay, I got to think. I'm like, all right, here's what I'll do. I'll send you an email with all my info, my number, my email. And I'll even give you like my salesperson's ID so she knew I was a realtor and everything. So I sent her that. And shortly after she calls me or she, she sent me a text. She's like, hey, I verified you. You're a real person. You can give me a call back. Wow. And then when I called her. Uh, I was able to see it that that like next weekend, and once I was in person with her, it's like a done deal. I feel like when I can get in person with someone, I can close. Oh, me you know? too, man. If I'm if I have like over the phone, me. over the phone, it's it's just not it doesn't work. Uh huh. But like we were talking, and it was it was almost just perfect timing too because the upstairs tenant moved out, and the place was like gross. It was dirty, and they like ripped the walls apart. So she was up there renovating it, like getting it to par so she could rent it again, basically. Yeah. But just minimal stuff. And she was like, yeah, I hate this. It sucks. It's a lot of work because the actual owner passed away. So it was the kids, the aunts that were taking care of oh, the house. Oh, yeah. So they almost got a hand to them. They did. And they didn't want any. Yeah. So I came situation. in. I came in at a great time. Uh-huh. And... She was showing me the house. We were just like laughing, having a good time. She kept calling. She's like, "This guy's like, you're you're like a mini Justin Timberlake." She, <laughs> you I, really I, are. I was bro. wearing my peacoat, and she <laughs> thought I was like a celebrity or something. I'm like, oh god, just to impress. Yeah, you you got it, but you also want to keep it kind of casual because uh-huh. I feel like if you go to an off market opportunity and you're dressed like you know, like I'm a realtor, I'm a sales guy, you know, I'm gonna get this. No, I was just wearing a peacoat with. Uh, I think I, I had a turtleneck on, so I was kind of dressy, but, you know, it, 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 it was besides the point. But she, we had a good time, and um, we ended up writing, basically talking numbers right there on the spot. And the way we brought it up, like, I didn't even have to bring up numbers. Like, I was just, it was just normal conversation. Mm-hmm. And then she was just like, yeah, so, like, for instance, if this, like, went for 500000 like, we'd probably be getting, like, this amount back at the closing table. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this, that, but here's the thing. You don't think this is actually going for 500, right? And she was like, oh, no, no, not at all. So it's like there I had my entry point. I'm like, okay, I'm glad I brought her back to reality. It's not. Uh-huh. And I'm like, some more like around 400. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I almost don't even focus on purchase price. I focus on net to seller because that's what they want to see. They want to see how much Understood. money they're making after the mortgage is paid they want to see that that big check at the closing yeah. table. So that I break that down. I have the Excel spreadsheet for this is what you're going to get. That's almost like with buyers, they don't care about the purchase price of the home. They care about their monthly Monthly, payment. yes. Exactly. Exactly. And, and the, the sellers want to see the big check at the yes, end. Yes, like that's the number that 
actually matters to them and it makes yeah. sense in their head because mm-hmm. that's what they work with. Yeah. And so w- once we got to that point, I negotiated it at 405. So I had it locked in at 405 and I told her, I'm going to give you 405 with 10,000 back in seller concessions. So she also allowed me to get an inspection. So once I got the inspection, he's like, there's a little bit of electrical issues here. I think you might have to throw some money at this. Mm. And I was like, ah, okay, how much you thinking? He's like, eh, anywhere from like five to 10. So I shot for the stars and I, I said, hey, I'm going to need another 10,000 in concessions. And she, she's like, okay, I get it. Because she was there at the inspection and heard him say it. And I was like, is that normal practice? The, the seller, seller be being there? at the inspection, I feel like that's not. Um, well, because it was off market. That's fair. Typically, yeah. the listing agent would be there. Understood. So therefore, she she was just there. She let us in, and then I was there with the inspector. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, um, I ended up getting twenty three k back or twenty four k back. Good lord. So I basically got it for a net purchase price of three ninety three, for a three family. So that opportunity alone gave me the buffer to be like, okay, I got money still. That's crazy. Because all I did was put 10000 down. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, this top unit is ugly. The ceilings were like crumbling. They were like falling down. It was like old horsehair like tiles. And oh, they were just man. sagging because it was horsehair on top of horsehair on top of horsehair plaster. So it was just disgusting. And it's a 1900s building. So like, you know, like everything's just it's old. It's old, yeah. And uh, so I did end up doing electrical work. That was like three grand. I had to put insulation in the attic because I tore down those <laughs> ceilings and there was no insulation or nothing. Um, so that was another uh, 2,500. And then with materials, I probably, probably like seven or 8,000 in materials like cabinets paint mm-hmm. you know all the little stuff like my home depot check my home de- <laughs> my home depot list is ridiculous now you did a lot of the work yourself correct um i did the demo yep. i did the painting um but there's certain things you have to have people come in yeah do. like you can't do it all. like I, I probably could have done the flooring on my own mm-hmm. um but there comes a time where it's like time versus money yeah and you're like okay if i want to be a successful realtor i need to be a little bit less hands-on on this and dedicate some time to do my real estate side of things mm-hmm. so i just i found a good contractor he was able to do the the labor for under ten thousand. so i i had the whole top unit renovated for like twenty thousand total is that done now it is done yeah yeah is that the one you live in I'm living in that one. Yeah. And, and my, my thought process behind it was, okay, I'll live in it for a year before I buy my next one. And then, you know, the third floor is typically rent for less. And that's because people don't want to be on the third floor. Bro, um, I, love in the, I live on the third floor. I love the I, third floor, I mean, this man. yeah, it's a solid setup you got. Yeah. And you also have your washer-dryer up here. Yeah, like, that's true. For mine, the washer-dryer's in the basement. Uh-huh. So oh, you're going okay. up three so floors to do... Uh, yeah. And, and bringing up groceries. Yeah. Like, no, I know. I me, know. I'm living alone now. So it's like I'm making grocery trips and bringing all the groceries up on my own, up three flights. I'm like, geez, I can only imagine when someone's renting here. Right. But the thing is, now that it looks good, it's in much better condition, I'm going to be able to get the the market value rent for what size it is, you know? Absolutely. Versus, like, it being on the third floor isn't going to be – in like, it's not going to affect me at all. Mm-hmm. Now, what's up with the other two units? So the other two units were actually in pretty good shape. Um, the lady on the second floor, when I bought it, 
Um, she, her lease was up in May, so she was just kind of hanging out up there. And I got the guy downstairs out of there because he was like an alcoholic. He yeah, smoked, I just had he to go. He smoked in there. He had a dog that like never stopped barking. So I, I gave him his his thirty days, and then um, thankfully he just he just left. He didn't yeah. make it hard for me, um, and I had to do some renovations there. I like redid the whole ceiling because it was like drop tile ceilings. Once you just slide in, like kind of like you see at the offices. Okay. Um, so I had to take all the, like the tiles out, like the ones you'd find in like a school or yeah, like the like they're like gridded off into yeah, squares, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So I had to take all those out because they were like yellow from the, from the, him smoking. Oh jeez. And then I had to replace the ceiling fan because that thing was busted. And, like all the walls had like grease on them. Like he was he was a slob. So I had to I had to repaint, and it was just chaotic. But it, it worked out because the second floor lady wanted to move downstairs. Oh. And she was only willing to pay what I was asking for if she got to move down there. And I'm like, okay, by all means. So, like, as soon as he moved out, I turned that unit over in probably a week or two. Yeah, it was, like, a week or two. And she actually paid for the painters. She's like, I'm going to have my buddies come over. They'll paint it. Wow. I I bought, like, two two gallons of paint, and she just did it all. That's a sweet deal. Yeah. Saves you time. It it saved me time and money. And now she's down there. She's happy. And now now I have that second unit where she was only living there for a year. And it it was, like, little to no damage whatsoever. Still, still has newer appliances. So is appliances. that vacant right now, or it is? Um, I've been showing a lot of people it. I had one person that was like locked in, and they were gonna be paying me two thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, but they ended up going to the Halsteads over in uh Manchester. Um, but it's just it's it's interesting, you know, having a screen tenants and stuff. Yeah, because like, like someone's gonna be living in your building. Someone's you gonna know? be living there. Yeah, and it was weird when I first bought it, and I'm like. There's two people in my house right now. I'm like, I'm like the new person in my own house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's weird. So you really got to like, you know, show the authority a little bit. Like, hey, I'm, I'm the new guy. You got to introduce yourself, you know, be, be professional. Like for me, I want to treat my tenants almost like family, but not too much. Uh-huh. You know, like I want to be nice. I mean, there's a fine line. I want to be nice and personable and tell them like straight up, you know, like... Like, she, the lady downstairs, she will come to me if there's something that's bothering her, if there's anything wrong with the place, and I highly respect that. Yeah. If she's willing to do that, you know, like, oh, I'll conversate with her, you know, like, we'll chat, and, um, you know, we, we get along. And I'm trying to get someone like that on the second floor that's, yeah. you know, open. They're like, okay, I, this is this is kind of, you know, a problem right now. You might need to fix this down the road or something, you know. You want to have proactive tenants. Mm-hmm. That's tough, man. It is. Because the demographic of renters isn't necessarily always the greatest people in the world no. because they're renting. Depends on the yeah. area, too. Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to say yeah. all renters are bad either. No. But, like, but, but they don't own eggs. it. Yeah, yeah, they don't own it. So, to, so to do an they extent, care about the holes in the wall? No, not really. No. They don't, man. They're just going to punch that nail in. Do, do, yeah, do they care about it if they, like, drag their furniture on the floor and scrape no, up the no, floors? No, it's no, like, they don't, man. No. But it's, you got to... You got to find the fine line and like tell them, set the expectations up front. With them, yeah. You know. Flip side of that coin though is as the owner of the building, letting people come in and rent it out, like you got to understand they're going to mess it up. Yeah. Know? It's expected. It's, yeah. It's that's just why you have a, That's why you have a security deposit. Yeah. It's like, okay, if you want to destroy my place, I'm keeping your money. That's fair. You know. 
And it's written all in the contract too. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you don't have a contract, but that's a whole different thing. That's dangerous. If you're a landlord and you don't have a lease, then yikes. <laughs> yeah. My lease is actually up here. Haven't so you're just floating in here? Kind of. Well, it's until June 1st, which is what, oh. two days? Yeah. Yeah, I got to talk to Debbie, man. Yeah. <laughs> she's well, sweet, though. She, she's, she'd she's have to give lady. you a 30-day notice, though. Yeah, she would. If she hasn't told you. To get you. us out, yeah. I, don't, I, I have talked to her, though, and she doesn't want to get us out. She also said she wasn't going to raise our rent, which is nice. Oh, yeah, that is nice. So it's just a matter of doing the paperwork, you know? Yeah. And, like, every time yeah, I talk to her. Yeah, but you just her, sign. It's easy. Yeah, 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 literally. Every time I talk to her, though, it's like I mention something. She's like, yeah, we'll take care of it. And then, like, months go by, and she's like, oh, yeah, I remember that thing you told me. Yeah. Like, there's a hole in the sink. Like, yeah. we've just been dealing with it. It, it's hard to remember it all. I can only yeah. imagine once. Oh, especially once if you start owning more. Buildings, yeah. Multiple tenants. Like you can't keep track. But of when all. you own multiple, you should have a, a good property manager uh-huh. to like keep track of that stuff. Because for me, I have always lived in shitty apartments and I have, you know, I've, I've been through it all through with apartments that I personally as a landlord want to be better. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to provide, you know, affordable, but also like well-maintained properties to rent out, you know? Like, I want I want to keep up with my properties yeah, so they absolutely. don't look like shitholes. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you're not at the point yet where you would necessarily need a property manager no, with only no. one property. Like, where do you think that line is where you need to get someone involved? It, like, two or three buildings, maybe four? For me, I, I feel like it would be, like, once you get to, like, four or five. Yeah. But there's just, it, it all depends on how hands-off a property owner wants to be because uh-huh. I was I was cold calling a couple uh, multi owners last week and one of the ladies she only owns one property and she's like yeah I'm just gonna pay a property manager to take care of it and then I'm gonna go move down to Florida I'm like that's okay. fair yeah <laughs> yeah I mean by all means but she's like towards the end of her life retiring going to Florida so it's like she doesn't want to do anything yeah well, it's like and that's that makes it so you much would, more you know? passive too yeah. It's like completely hands off at that point. She's not even in the yeah. state. And it's crazy how many people are inheriting properties. Yeah. Like her daughter inherited two properties from her her uh, ex-husband. And like just all these scenarios I hear of people on the phone. Like, oh, yeah, we got this, this, and this. Um, we just got them. Like <laughs> it's crazy that people actually have that in their in their uh, family, you know? Like, like I me, wish, I've never man. had property owners really in my family at all. Mm-hmm. let alone realtors or investors like there hasn't really been many people like that in my family i wish dude i wish i had a mansion waiting right? to come my way <laughs> yeah we gotta work for it though we do and but honestly i think i'd like it better that way yeah oh 100 have to work for the things that you have yes because when it's just handed to you it doesn't mean as much it gives you, know? you more perspective on yeah life. absolutely yeah because when you have everything you're not as motivated and you know for me I've gone through evictions. I've gone through, you know, almost getting kicked out, being homeless, you know. I've go- I've gone through all that stuff, but yet I'm still doing this. You mm-hmm. know, I still got to this point. Like, if I was being pampered, you know, living with my parents still at like 25, 26, you know, I probably wouldn't have the motivation to do what I'm doing now. Absolutely. Same with me. Like, and it's, you know. It, if I was still living at home, like, yeah, I'd be comfortable and life would be easier, but... Mm-hmm. I want a challenge. Which is good. I want to, I want that hunger. I want to have yeah. to work for it, you know? Yeah. 
That's the benefits of living on your own. Yeah. I feel like you like you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. You have to do it. You learn to fend for yourself. Right. That this whole yeah. entire past year has me been learning to fend for myself. Yeah. Cuz I always forget, man. I'm only fucking 20 years old, dude. I forget it too, dude. Sometimes right? I think you're older. Right? Everyone always does. You're when an old I'm soul. At the bar, like yeah. people are like, "Oh, wow. I thought you were 25. Mm-hmm. You're underage." Are you even allowed to serve booze? Like, yeah, I've been doing it since I was 18. Yeah. Come on now, stop playing. Yeah, exactly. People think I'm older too. I've had people say I'm like 28. I'm like, what? Oh, that's an insult, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm like almost 30 shit. But uh, no, it's it's not a horrible thing. People think you're more mature, you know? Yeah. It's like, like it's it's the way you speak and the way you carry yeah. yourself and the way you present yourself too with the clothes mm-hmm. you dress, yeah. perhaps. The way, you, the way you keep your appearance, do you like, do you have a you messy keep beard? Keep the beard lined up, clean? you know. <laughs> like I can't do that, man. Oh, you okay. I just it gets like, I'm I'm not old enough yet. I think that's what yeah. it is because my okay. dad's got a pretty solid beard. It did take me a while. Yeah. Trust me, this I just wasn't overnight. I gotta shave it once a week, bro, because it just yeah. starts to look whack, and I'm like, I can't go out in public it's with just this. Patchy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got a little pedo stash going on. Like, no <laughs> thanks, bro. No thanks. Yeah, it's tough, man. It'll come. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like the clean, the clean look though. You, you know? do until you actually can grow a beard. And yeah, then you can't go and then back. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Like well, a, I'll do it. a baby face was like, if you catch me with a baby <laughs> face, you're not gonna recognize me. Then I'll really look like I'm 20. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what's um what's up with the Waz Holmes? So Kyle brought me a shirt today. I'm really appreciative of that. Yeah. So I wanted to do something a little different and establish a logo for myself mm-hmm. that way you know because like there's so many realtors out there it's like oh kyle's a realtor oh he's a realtor oh bobby's a realtor that's how i and feel man and it's like i want like what makes me special yeah because because there's a million of you you uh-huh. know a million realtors not a million of you there's only one steve Petz. yeah right a million realtors but yet for this i i, I paid a thousand bucks to get like a shit ton of merch and I'm like, I'm going all in on this logo because I like the W and the home, you know, like yeah, this it, is sweet. It, dude. it does it does the trick, um, and I want people to see that. That is sweet, and think, man. okay, Kyle Waz, we'll do a little like, <laughs> yeah, that's gorgeous, yeah. bro. But yeah, I want I want people to associate that with me, and not just associate like, oh, Kyle the realtor. It's like a oh, Waz Homes. That's Kyle. Yeah, or like you don't have to even like, say I'm a realtor. That's that's me. Yes, bro. They're gonna like, know what's mids up. only Steve. Yeah, like this yeah. is the X factor. Yeah. that's the way I look at it. Mids only is the X factor to the whole operation. Mm-hmm. Because like, it's just such a unique thing having a podcast and being mm-hmm. able to sit down and network with people, and then you blast it out on social and people see it and they're like, oh, that's kind of cool. He's doing that thing. Oh, he knows yeah. this person. That's cool. I wonder how they connected. You do a great job with it. Like the whole setup, like yeah. editing the videos. Like I try. It's man. like, it's it's, like it's easy been for a work, you. It's been a work in the progress since yeah. the beginning. Mm-hmm. Since the beginning. Like I think a year ago, June, was when I started it. Oh, yeah. It's been a year and we're on episode 22. Okay. And like I want to just keep going with it, man. It's so much fun. I love this. Yeah. I want, I'm like, I want to be the next Joe Rogan, bro. Let's get you to 50 by the end of the year. That was that's start, a goal I just have. Start I got to do one out. a week. I got to do one a week. Yeah. I think that's I think that's reasonable. And especially with me cutting back my hours now, too. You also don't want to overwhelm yourself <coughs> because you got to edit them and go through yeah, them, too. It is tough. How long does that usually take you? De- you think? Depends. Like maybe an hour to like yeah. just get the video and the audio lined up because. 
I don't know. I'm like retarded, bro. <laughs> or I shouldn't use the word retarded, but <laughs> like the every every time after the audio and the video never sync up, so I have to go in and like make a million cuts just mm-hmm. to line it up. But then yeah. making the clips, that's a whole nother thing. That takes a, a little while, a couple hours. Because mm-hmm. like I'll watch the episode and I'll be like, okay, this would be a good clip. Let's write that down. This one here at 45 minutes would be another great clip. Let's write that down. And then I'll go back after I mapped all out the times. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go and cut it up. Be like, okay, here we go. Here's one. Here's one. Yeah. Let's get the captions on it. And then I got to post them. But do you, do you like send it to your the people you interview? And how yeah, do you go through it? Let me know like what you want to clip. I can. Because I feel like that'd make it easier for, for you so you're not re-looking over it a million yeah, times. You I know? could do that. And then like I'll just give the clips to the what once I make them to whoever I yeah. recorded with, just so they can have them if they want them. If yeah, they want to use them it's for good anything. content. Yeah, most of the time it is. I mean, yeah. it's pretty simple. It's just someone talking with a caption over it. It's short yeah. form content. It's like it's like checking that box of posting on social media. Mm-hmm. Just so you get some exposure. You know, definitely. Just, you're not a complete ghost. I, I like to try to keep it consistent on social. You know, mm-hmm. you you also don't want to overwhelm yourself with it. Yeah, because I feel like some, some you can't get too over consumed. Yeah, with some it. people get over consumed and then that's their sole yeah. thing. Like it will suck your soul. Yeah, it, it does. Like I've noticed. Like sometimes I'm like, wow, I just spent an hour or two just doing one post. That's uh-huh. a lot of time. That's and why someone's I'm, gonna look at it for three seconds. Yeah, and that's Where's why I'm the, trying to like time block like social media days. I think and we've been talking too, about bro. that in the office to to do that. That way, you know, everyone can kind of like pump out their content in one day. Yeah, you know, because you you as a realtor, you really do yeah. want that social media presence. Oh yeah, because that's going to generate leads for you. Yeah, like you have to have it. it has and, to be a part of your business. And I, I'm I'm happy that it is a part of mine because recently I just had a buyer consult and a seller consult off of Instagram. That's people funny, hit me up man. on Instagram and in two weeks, you know, in one week I, I met with two people yeah. and two potential leads, one buying in April, the other, the other one selling maybe within a month. Mm-hmm. Besides social media, what other lead sources are you generally utilizing? Um, so I, I am cold calling. Yeah. It's, it's a little harder. I mainly cold call more so for investor leads, like, for off-market opportunities, um, every now and then I get someone who might sell their single-family home, but it's harder to approach a single-family homeowner cold calling because they don't want to talk to you. People don't mm-hmm. want to talk on the phone. But um, I'm also starting. I, I want to get door knocking again. I want to start doing that. So you're you kind of want to go the more traditional sales route, dude. My first ever sale, um, I was door knocking around my uh, old high school. And I bumped into my friend's parents Mm because they lived in the neighborhood. Like, oh, Kyle, what are you doing here? You you look good. I was in like a collar shirt (laughs) like this. It was a hot summer day. I'm just sweating, knocking on doors. And I told him, like, I'm a realtor. I'm like, this this is what I've been doing. I'm just trying to put the word out. And they're like, what? That's awesome. I ended up selling their house. No shit. Yeah. And then within a year later, I ended up buying, finding them a house, their next house. Wow. So it was like just because you were out there, I, right place at the right time, and that was when I was first starting. Uh-huh. Like I was the only agent at KW at the time that started door knocking because everyone's like, "Oh, it's not working, it's not working." And then I went to the, one of the coaching classes, and it was like, "Oh, where'd you get that door knocking?" They're like, "Oh, what?" And then mm. all these people start door knocking, 
So you almost have to find out what strategies work best for you. Yeah. Because what if you might be better at door knocking than someone else, and they might be better at talking on the phone than you. Mm -hmm. You have to figure out because it's your own business. You got to figure out what works for you. Like mids only, maybe that generates a bunch of leads. Maybe it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Or like maybe Josh's Instagram stories generate a bunch of leads for him. Maybe they won't for me. I don't know. Yeah. You got to just. Feel it out. See what works. You gotta best. do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Like I, I even pay for some leads. Like all realtors yeah, like pay, the, like pay for inbound, some leads. Inbound lead sources, yeah, whether you, it's Zillow, Zillow, Op City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, you gotta have those set up, because that's always something. Those are just like in, supplemental. You know? Supplemental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want to rely on them because, it's they're they're usually like just looking. Yeah. But then you put them in. You, then that's when you have to have a good CRM. You have to be able to follow up. You know, set the action plans. Mm-hmm. And that's a system that I'm trying to build out right now mm-hmm. for me. I'm trying to th- sort out how I want that to look for me. Like, what do you use? You use I Follow use Boss. Follow Boss, yeah. yeah. Which is great because they have the mobile app too. So it's like I can contact people right on my phone instead of like going on the laptop looking. So you get the best of both worlds. Yeah. And like everything kind of like goes through automatically. So like when I get a Zillow lead, bang, it's already in my Follow Boss. Mm. I just have to set the action plans. So that that definitely helps out. Yeah, the automation definitely saves a lot of time. And that's something you should invest in because you could just start by going through your phone and writing all the contacts you have and putting them into your CRM. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I've been doing. Engaging, yeah. I don't have it on Follow Up Boss. I have it on this other software called Notion. Notion's good, yeah. Yeah. I like that for note taking. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's super customizable. Yeah, that's the thing. I would almost. I would almost create an Excel spreadsheet from Notion, mm-hmm. copy and paste whatever you got going, put it in a, an Excel spreadsheet with your columns, like names, phone number, address, whatever. And then that way you can just copy and paste, save the CSV file mm-hmm. and upload that into a CRM like follow-up boss. So that when the time comes and you want to invest into the CRM, mm-hmm. you can take that Excel spreadsheet and import it. Gotcha. Like that's what I do with... Um, with batch leads that I was talking about earlier, um, you you like skip trace all these, like say I wanted to get a mile radius around this house. It would show up the list of all the people, all the homeowners, and I'll say skip trace all these houses. Mm-hmm. I will get every single phone number of the people that own these houses around Crazy. here. Crazy. And then I just- With their name? With their name, sometimes email and phone number. Good Lord. And yeah, and that's the thing, it's public knowledge. And like when you call people, they're like, How do you know this? I'm like, everyone knows it. If if someone wants it bad enough, they can find it. Uh-huh. Like you you can find it exactly matter, where I live yeah. if you wanted to. <laughs> and then once you have that information, it's just a matter of actually using it. Yeah. And just acting on it. Yeah. And putting in the time and doing that. Yeah. Systems. And then having yeah. that, that having that follow up like system if, is good. If you knock them bunch of stuff around eventually something's gonna click mm-hmm. if you do enough something will stick here yeah for sure it's just a matter of actually doing that yeah. like this con- a lot of this conversation has me been like working through where i'm at right now with mm-hmm. like jumping into that new career and that's uh that's interesting you say that because like there's that's uh, where i'm at right now man yeah there's like uh um, i've been i've been in this spot for like i don't know a couple months now probably like i feel like i'm ready but I just mm-hmm. haven't taken that leap of faith. I think you just got to do it. Yeah, just, man. And you don't even have to take a huge leap. Just start doing a little work, fill in your free time. Yeah. How I, much free time do you have in a week other than working at the bar? Good amount, man. Okay. Like, I'm usually open during the day. I like to go to the gym. Like, that's important to me. 
I see you get up early, go to the gym in the morning. Yeah, and then I go into the office. Yeah. And just work. Just work. I think I just need to do that. Yeah. Just come in more. Because when I'm there, I do stuff. Yeah. Start setting up your system, you know? That's kind of what I've been working on a little bit. Yeah. Like getting that CRM. Make it a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I know. You're right, dude. You got got to want it. Yeah. You know? And you just got to show up. Yeah. That's it. It like you're doing better than most people because most people don't even show up, you know. That's half the battle. Yeah. Like same thing going to the gym. Yeah. You just have to get there, man. Once Once you, you walk get in there, the door, like you're, you're like, you're like, oh, well, I'm right, already here. Shit. I might as well work hard. Even if you it's know? a bad workout, you still had one more workout than the lazy person, you know, sitting in the McDonald's drive-thru. Yeah, straight up, man. I think <laughs> I'm spending too much time chasing tail, bro. Yeah, no, I can't be doing that. <laughs> I know, I gotta... Yeah. I, but, like, at the same time, like, I'm a young dude. I should be in college. I gotta enjoy myself, right? Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. Like, for me, I was in, I was in a long relationship, so it was like, I didn't, I didn't really have the college phase, yeah. essentially. So it kind of helped in the sense, like, I know how to put the tail on the back burner. Yeah. yeah, I don't have to really go out chasing. That's why I was never really like bit like, I know Josh and all them love the goat, right? I was never like, I love it. I want to go. Mm-hmm. I would just go because that's where everyone I know is going. So it's like, because it's see, I go because you know, I get paid there. Yeah, you get paid there, <laughs> right? which is nice. Yeah, but you also deal with a lot of drunk people. But oh at least you're God. friends with them all. It's or dude, most of them. It has desensitized me. <laughs> yeah. Just seeing all the people there, like... I bet. Drinking. Like, it's sad, man. Sometimes it's sad. You see people in there, like, multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. And you're like, is this what you do? Okay. Yeah. Where are you going in life? That's, I don't know. I don't like seeing, like, the same people every weekend. Yeah. That That's the trigger for me. Because, mm-hmm. like, if I see you there... Every weekend. I mean, granted, if I'm there every weekend, that's the problem. Sometimes, I got to start with me. Yeah. But, like, sometimes you get that itch, though, you know? Yeah. And you're like, you know, I want to go out. I want to have some fun. But I'd I rather, go, I'd rather go out and, like, go, go down to Boston. Spend one night there. Yeah. You know, go, go to go to a bar there. And you don't even necessarily have to drink, man. You can yeah. drink sparkling water. That's what we drink on mids only. Yeah. Sparkling water. Big I, I got to get on that. Big fan. Yeah. I swear to God. I swear to God. Yeah. What are the benefits of it? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Sometimes it makes me burp. Like yeah. if I'm drinking it after a meal, I maybe it could help with dige- digestion. Okay. I could I see that. I don't know, man. I'm selling you on sparkling I've water actually right seen now. like a couple like gym vloggers that start drinking that. Like while they're working out? Um. Yeah. They do huh. the, it's, what's the green one? San Pellegrino. San, yeah. It's gotta be. They're drinking that. Yeah. So that's like, I like San Pellegrino. That's like a fad now. I, I, I wanted to try the Topo Chico though. Give it a shot. I've heard, I've heard that's good too. Yeah. Yeah. Topo Chico makes uh like margarita stuff too. Do they? They have like a seltzer. Oh, no they have sure. a margarita seltzer now. Well, this is just mineral. It says mineral water, yeah. carbonated. Yeah, we don't drink on the set. I know. I would never. Just water. Except episode three. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I put it back on YouTube. I had to. Yeah. I mean, I, I, listen, I'm, I don't want to hide anything here. Yeah. This is mids only. I'm we putting it all out Gotta be transparent. There. Yeah, dude. Seriously. If someone wants to come in and cancel me five years down the line, okay. Yeah. I'll they, take it. They man. won't cancel you. I'll take it. We won't let it happen. <laughs> yeah, because at a certain point, it's like Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. When they tried to cancel Joe, bro, people came to defend him mm-hmm. because he's put in those he's put in so many hours on the pod 
and mm-hmm. he's said so much that people know who he is as a person. Yeah. Like if you see enough of me, you know who I am at a yeah. certain point. Yeah. Definitely. So you know that one clip kind of taken out of context and me saying something misogynistic. You just know I don't necessarily have that belief. Yeah. Or do I? <laughs> Keep him thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Once you put enough hours in like Joe, then you're all set. You're bulletproof. Yeah. He's on what? Like episode 2000 something. Is I think it? I think we can get to fifty this year. I think you should. I got to do one a week though. Yeah, don't and overwhelm yourself. Yeah, just you know, just once a week. Yeah, once a week. I like doing them on like Wednesday. That used to be my yeah. day for it. Make it a thing. Yeah. Set it in the calendar. Yeah, man. Write or it like, down. Dude. Or like you're you're using Notion already. Yeah, Notion, you're right. Notion is a perfect thing to write notes and, you know, like I even started setting reminders on my phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. Believe that's, me, I definitely utilize. Me now. I do utilize the technology at our disposals yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Anything else you want to touch on, Kyle? I, I think, think this has been it. this has been yeah. a great conversation. I really yeah, appreciate you coming here and talking to me. This one was really almost about me working through some stuff, man. This is With like where a I'm at. Of both, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Learning from each other because like I feel like. We've only really had surface level conversation in in a sense. See, like that's what this is about. You know, like come here, sit down, no distractions, chop it up. Like surface level, you can only have so much of it before Uh it gets like draining. Like I I, I like being able to have conversations like this and talk about, you know, more in depth stuff. Yeah. You know, rather than just work. Yeah. Though we talk about work, but I love what I do, so Me too, man. It doesn't feel like it. Whatever you do, give your heart to it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you do, give your heart to it. It's that simple. Like, if you love the things you're doing, then it doesn't feel like work. Like, when I'm on the bar slinging drinks, bro, I love that. It's fun, man. You got to be passionate and enjoy it. And, like, when I'm out showing houses for, like, the little amount of work I do on that right now, it's going to be more eventually. But, like, when I'm out there... It's going to be more, like, starting next week. Yeah, straight up, bro. <laughs> I got to stop fucking around. Just set it, set yeah. it, and forget it. No, like, today, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like, I'm going to call up Rich later. I'm going to be like, yo, we need to look at a condo. You're not going to get a single-family home, bro. No. It's not going to happen. You got to look at the condo. Is Rich your, your first client? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Him and his wife, they got a baby on the way. Pre-approved. Great people, yeah. There we go. Yeah. We've been looking. We've put offers in. It's what's, just they keep getting up What's the price range? Like around 300000 Yeah. The what area? Manchester, southern New Hampshire. Yeah, they need a condo. That's what I'm saying, yeah. man. That's what I'm saying. Rich, get a condo. Rich, I love you, brother. I really do, man. They got a baby on the way. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. How old are they? I think um, late 20s, early 30s, somewhere yeah. in that range. Perfect age. Both, yeah. both work in the medical field. Oh, good. Like, we need people like them. Yes. Essential. Yeah. yeah. Essential. And that's what, it breaks my heart that they can't necessarily get the home they want right now. I know, that's interesting. What is it, like student loans? Like the DTI that's throwing it off? No. It's no. just, that's just the economy we're in, man. Yeah, you know? that's true. Like, police officers, firefighters, they, those people should be able to get their dream home. Yeah. You know? But... They can't necessarily for a lot of reasons. It's tough. The thing is, a lot of people want their dream home right away. Mm-hmm. But they don't understand that, like, maybe you need to live here for five you years. Need, you need to build up. So you can build that equity, cash yeah. out, get into the one you want. It's like, like, take a few steps. Yeah. Go here, build equity, sell it, 
you have a little more, mm-hmm. keep building it, and then it cash like, out again. It was again, like my post the other day. Like all the people that bought their starter homes that are now too small, they have so much equity. And like this is like the first ever opportunity where you're going to have that much equity. Mm-hmm. It's going to take, it would take normally probably like 10 or 15 years to build the equity that some people have that they built in maybe four or five. Yeah. They need to tap into that because then, because since they bought their starter homes and they did it the right way, now they can capitalize on that and yeah. maybe buy their like, dream home already. Reap, reap the fruits of you your know? labor. Yeah. But people people just need a, they need that reality check. Like, we got to get you in your starter home. Uh-huh. You know, it's not going to be perfect. Like, you, you can't you go might from... have to do a little bit here and there, but it's like... You got you got to come to that realization. Yes, man. You can't go from renting to dream home. Yeah. There's a, there's a few steps you got to take in between that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of buyers like they just they don't know enough, mm-hmm. you know, to understand that. Yeah. They think they can just walk in and buy the dream house, yeah. and not necessarily. I, I, all the I time. deal with a lot of them. A lot yeah. of a lot of the Zillow leads are just they're not with they're not with it. Mm-hmm. You got to really baby um teach them like okay we this is how you're gonna you're gonna do it this, yeah. if you really want to get it done this is what you gotta do and a lot of people once it once it comes right right in front of them they don't want it mm-hmm. you know like once you say you need to get pre-approved we can't do anything then that's like well this is like serious now <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> they get scared. i think we're gonna wait yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Hey, you, you can't know? rent your whole life though i mean you can and you also can't like you can you can take the horse to water, but you can't force him to drink. Absolutely, yeah. I love that saying. Yeah, it's good, yeah. but that's exactly how it is. But like, I'm willing to walk people through that process and help them learn it and understand it, and I'm oh, yeah. willing to teach them the game. Yeah, from my limited understanding of the game, mm-hmm. but I think day in day out, I get a better understanding every day. Oh yeah, I meet more people, have more conversations, learn more from them. You got to get involved. You got to show up. You got to like, because just like going to the office for 20 minutes, you might hear a conversation that's beneficial to you. Mm -hmm. Like, wait, I heard someone talking about it in the office. This is, you start picking up on little nuances and it becomes what you're building, you know, up in your head. Yeah. It just helps you paint that picture a little bit more. Every, every ounce of information you get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll be good. We'll get you. I have faith. Yeah. We'll get you rolling. I have faith. I have faith. I'll be your accountability partner if you need Please it. Please do, man. Please do. Because yeah. I need it. Yeah. I need it. We all, we all do. And you, know? you shouldn't need someone to hold you accountable. You should be able to hold yourself accountable. And I Not think in a lot of ways, I do hold myself accountable. Yeah, and, I, and I'm sure you do. But, but I, when you, I think everyone needs somebody to like check them sometimes. You mm-hmm. know, It's good to have... Because like we were saying, you can't do it alone. Yeah. You need that accountability. Not only... From yourself, but from the people closest to you. Yeah, because if the people around you are winning, it makes me want to win. Yeah. Man. It makes me push mm-hmm. myself harder to get to that next level. Exactly. That's what it's all about. We'll get you there. I have faith, brother. Oh, yeah. I really do. We'll get there. This has been great, man. Oh, I really yeah. do appreciate you coming on and talking yeah. to me. Let's uh, get, get the jersey Shout swapping. Shout out to Holmes. <laughs> the mids-only collab, mids only. bro. I love it, man. Yeah. This has been great. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. This has been mids only. <laughs>